0: Warning, this podcast features graphic content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society, and welcome to another episode of True Horror Stories. A big thanks goes to our contributors, user Lindsay 2983 user Death2Goblins, and uh, the last one is from an anonymous contributor. Thanks so much for sharing your stories with us. I wanted to thank all the uh, wonderful people we have hanging out at our online campfire over on Patreon. I so appreciate the support guys especially right now thank you for hanging in there with me and i am just so grateful um if you're interested in supporting the podcast at all you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash nightmare society we have a couple of different tiers for you to choose from um and different perks for each if you are interested in that at all also Three ways to support the podcast. Uh, Please share us with people you know that might like a a podcast like ours. Um, And if possible, on your app, please do uh, leave a review if you can. And also head over to our YouTube and uh, subscribe. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, Don't forget, uh, Nightmare Society is a weekly podcast. We come out every Thursday available pretty much on any pod streamer including apple podcasts spotify stitcher Pocket Cast, etc uh, so don't forget to follow or subscribe and then you can get episode notifications now get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of the nightmare society at 19 years old they sent him to an Indian reservation in Arizona they paired him up with a companion named Carl when they first got there there was a huge rift with the locals on the reservation with them being there they didn't want my uncle and Carl staying on the reservation grounds eventually they came to a compromise that they would stay on the outskirts in a trailer This reservation wasn't a very big one and was located next to a heavily wooded area. The first night they were trying to sleep when all of a sudden their trailer started to shake violently back and forth. Startled and not sure what was happening, they climbed under their table for cover. Mark could distinctively hear someone pushing it from both sides of the trailer, like a group of people. After about five minutes it stopped. That next day, they made rounds on the reservation and were talking to the locals. Carl made a comment to one of the families that their trailer was shaking that night before. The family got very quiet and then told them they had to leave. They thought it was strange, but didn't think much of it. The next night, it happened again. They awoke to their trailer shaking back and forth. Again, they climbed under the table until it stopped. This went on for two more nights. Anytime they tried to talk to anyone about it, they got quiet and told them to leave. Mark started thinking that due to the tension of their arrival, the locals were doing this to scare them off the reservation. They then go into a convenience store and they were talking together about how frustrated they were with the situation. The clerk overheard and said, They can't talk about it. It's forbidden. Can't talk about what? The guy continues to tell them about the Skinwalkers. He says they are evil demons that were once Native American witches. If they talk about it, the Skinwalkers will come for their souls. They just walked out of there baffled. They thought it was another scare tactic. So that night when the shaking started again, my uncle decided to be brave and confront them. He went to the trailer door, blew it open, and yelled, Hey! When he did that, he saw these three animals run off. Two were a wolf and one was a bear. But they looked strange, almost with human features. As he watched them run towards the trees, all three stood up on two legs and walked slowly towards the trees, making a human cackling laugh. (laughs) It scared them so bad that they called their mission president that next morning and asked to be moved. They were relocated that day. For a year, nothing happened. One day they announced that Carl was being relocated to another city and Mark was getting a new companion, Jimmy. They had to drive for about an hour to pick Jimmy up from the airport. The road they traveled went through the boundaries of the reservation. They arrived at about 8 p.m. and met Jimmy and then they go to leave. The mission president tells Jimmy, we're driving through a dangerous area at night, so we can't make any stops. If you need to use the restroom, you need to go now. Jimmy says he's fine. The mission president gets serious enough even to freak out Mark. I'm not kidding. Go do your business now. Jimmy was insistent he was fine, so they hit the road. As they were about 30 minutes into the drive, they were going through the area of the reservation boundaries. Jimmy starts complaining that he needs to use the restroom badly. The mission president says, we can't stop here, you'll have to hold it. Jimmy keeps going on, saying he really cannot hold it. So the mission president stops the car and says, okay, but you will do your business next to the door. And if i say get into the car you better get into the car fast with a look of confusion jimmy says okay opens the door and starts to do his business about five seconds later the mission president says nothing and just yanks jimmy into the car and floors it jimmy and mark start freaking out asking what's going on the mission president says nothing and just increases his speed All of a sudden, Mark sees something next to the car to his right. A giant wolf-looking man was running on two feet next to the car. Mark looked at the speedometer and they were going over 60 miles an hour and stills increasing. The wolf creature kept right next to the car for 10 minutes until it finally took off into the trees. Shaking, Jimmy gets out of the car. When they arrive, they didn't speak through the whole ordeal. They asked, what did I just see? The mission president says, next time I tell you to take care of your business, you take care of your business. I know everyone and their mother these days has a skinwalker experience, but I don't know what I saw. I'm calling this a skinwalker because I can't think of any other creature that fits the description, so here we go. A while ago when I was in early high school, I was left alone at home for some reason. I can't remember the reason, but I was left home alone a lot. After reaching my teenage years, that is. So a little info on my house is that although I don't live in a rural area, I certainly would not call the area civilized. There are barns within walking distance of my house. I guess the area is developing because there are also subdivisions around. Also, my house has a sliding glass door that leads to a deck in the back. So I was home alone when I heard a knock at the door. It's common for my parents to sometimes leave the house without their keys, so... Sometimes I would have to let them in when they got back. My family has a special knock that we use, so whoever's inside knows that it's one of us. This knock did not sound like the one my family would use, so I just ignored it, because I didn't want to deal with some stranger at the door. Whoever it was knocked again in a more familiar pattern, so I reluctantly went to the door. When I got there, I didn't notice anyone out front. I figured that whoever it was just left because I took my sweet time getting to the door. Then I guess I heard a sound or something come from the back sliding glass door. Another thing members of my family do is if no one answers the door, they'll try to find another way in such as the back door. So I went to the back door and didn't notice anyone outside. I slightly opened the sliding door and heard a voice. It sounded like my mom coming from underneath the deck, I guess. I only say this because I definitely heard that voice, but my mother was not in view of me. I can't exactly remember what the voice said, but it was something like, open the door, and it said my name. Now I'm a super paranoid guy, and I know my mom would not be hiding if she wanted to come inside. So I immediately shut the door, pulled the blinds over, and went to my room. Hours later and my mom actually shows up and I tell her what happened. She confirmed that she was not at the house earlier and did not try to get me to open the back door. So for years, I didn't really know what to make of this experience. It was a very minor thing, but it spooked the heck out of me. I say this was probably a skinwalker because I don't know any other paranormal entities that would mimic a person's voice to try to get inside their house. If this doesn't sound like a skinwalker, what do you think it could be? I'd like to give a shout-out to the Lunatics Radio Hour podcast for sponsoring today's episode. Lunatics Radio Hour is hosted by horror and history nerds Abby and Alan. They explore the history and folklore behind popular horror tropes and films, such as the history of cannibalism or the history of clowns, which I find fascinating because my sister-in-law is terrified of clowns. They also delve into popular paranormal cases, and user-submitted short horror stories. So if you're running low on episodes from the Nightmare Society, I would highly recommend the Lunatics Radio Hour podcast. You can find Lunatics Radio Hour anywhere you listen to podcasts. What is up, everybody? I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we host Comic Book Club, a weekly live talk show and podcast about comic books, 7 p.m., Crowdcast and YouTube, as well as your regular podcast listening places, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. And every week... We bring on the absolute best guests from the world of comic book, right? Comic books, TV, film, we cover everything. You can come be part of the magic and um, uh, lightly insult us throughout our recording, Tuesdays at 7, or just listen on your own time. Yeah, We also have comedians on there as well. It's a fun time. Yes, thanks. It sounds like you're having fun, Pete. Uh, Pete actually (laughs) is the guy who hosts our trivia where you can win a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics every single week. You can use it in the safety of your own home. Come check us out. We would love to chat with you about comic books. Have a little fun. Talk about some old four-color funnies. Ah, nice. Fresh ref to close it out. So the story didn't happen to me, but I heard it many times when I was growing up. My grandparents owned 80 acres about 20 miles east of Snowflake, Arizona. They had moved to the land in the early 80s, after my grandfather had retired from the mine in San Manuel, Arizona. The land was pretty barren. I don't know why they chose to buy it. Red sand and stone bluffs and dry washes cut across the landscape, dotted with juniper and cedar trees. And red sand, everywhere. I suppose at that time the land was cheap. They did not have close neighbors. The closest was about a mile away, which was my aunt and uncle. The next closest neighbor was a man named Stoddard. I never got his first name, just Stoddard. He lived about four miles from my grandparents at the base of one of the sandstone bluffs he was a jerk rancher from what my grandparents said he thought that he owned everything and was entitled to do whatever he wanted more than once my grandfather had caught him cutting my grandfather's barbed wire fence to let his cattle onto my grandpa's land to graze now this area is full of ancient anasazi pueblo ruins Most of them have been destroyed by ranchers with backhoes trying to find pots to sell. I'm sure Stoddard was one of them. So the story goes, one day after losing a calf, Stoddard stumbles upon a cave sealed by a giant slab of sandstone against one of the sides of the bluff. Curious about it, he used a backhoe to remove the boulder. After going inside he discovers it's an Anasazi burial cave. I'm sure he was delighted. He starts taking things from the burial cave and selling them. Well from that moment on he has some pretty crappy luck. First he lost about a half a million dollars in the stock market. Then his cattle all get disease and die. In financial ruin he gets another blow. His wife gets diagnosed with an extremely rare disease and dies. Then Stoddard gets thrown from his horse and loses his ability to walk. This all happens within a couple of years. He tells everyone he knows that he's cursed from the Anasazi burial. They laugh it off. Stoddard puts all the artifacts back that he still has and seals the cave back up with the boulder. He abandons all his belongings and leaves one night. This was in the late 1980s. Fast forward a couple of years since Stoddard abandoned his ranch house. The land and house are bought by a man from California. He puts the ranch house up for rent. My aunt is pregnant with her first son and decides to move from San Manuel to Snowflake to be closer to her parents. Stoddard's house is fully furnished my aunt and her husband move in. He finds a job working nights at the local paper mill. It's very creepy out there at night. As first, it seems like a nice little place. Creepy at night, but not too bad. Then weird stuff starts happening. My aunt starts hearing faint chanting and drums at night. She brushes it off. She had a hippie neighbor that lived about a mile away up on the bluff so she figured it must be them doing hippie stuff. She can't help but feel like someone or something is always watching her all the time though. She starts having nightmares every night, but chalks it up to being alone and hormones. She finally tells my grandpa about it and he loans her his dog to keep her company at night. She drives the dog out there and he refuses to get out of the truck. The hair on his back was straight up and he was growling she gets freaked out but figures maybe he saw a rabbit or something and hauls him into the house the dog just stares at the door and growls that night he growls and barks all night the drums and chanting are louder the next morning my aunt finds human bare feet footprints around the house so this goes on for about a week The dog barks and growls at night. Nightmares when she sleeps. Footprints in the morning. The chanting and drums keep getting louder. Finally feeling like she's losing her mind, she asks my grandma to come over and stay the night with her. Grandma is more than happy to. After finishing her chores, she heads over planning to make my aunt a nice meal. This is late in the afternoon. My aunt lays down for a nap, comfortable now that my grandmother is there. My grandmother decides to take a little walk out at the base of the bluff. My grandma is a very religious person. She was very active in the church and devoted her life to Jesus. As she's out on her little walk she likes to look for pottery shards or arrowheads. A little ways from the house she gets a very unnerving feeling that something is watching her she said it made her skin crawl she could feel something evil so my grandma prays and walks back to the house pleading the blood of jesus christ she decides not to say anything to my aunt who is awake because she is already frightened she tells my aunt maybe it's a better idea to stay at grandma's house tonight my aunt agrees By the time my aunt gets her stuff together, the sun is about to go down behind the bluff. Grandma, aunt, and dog all load up in the pickup. Grandma turns the key, and nothing. She tries again. Nothing. Not being very mechanically inclined, Grandma goes to the house to call Grandpa, but he doesn't answer. She remembers he was going into town this afternoon. Dang. They unload and go back into the house, waiting for Grandpa to get home. It's night now. No moon. Pitch dark. The dog begins its low growl. The sounds of chanting and drums begin. Faint at first, but growing louder. My grandma begins to pray in between calling Grandpa. Remember, this is a time before cell phones. They hear something howl outside. Not a coyote howl something more ominous and terrifying. Something is moving just beyond the reach of the porch light. Both women are beyond terrified at this point. Finally, after turbo dialing grandpa, he finally answers. My grandma is frantic, saying, Elvin, something is outside the house. Get here now. For what seems like hours, they wait for grandpa's truck to come over the hill. Finally, they see the headlights. Before Grandpa flies into the driveway, something runs across the road in front of him. His headlights illuminate an animal, something. Grandpa jumps out of the truck yelling for the women to get the hell in. He unloads a couple of shots in the general vicinity of the animal. They haul butt down the road towards Grandma's house. My aunt, against her better judgment, looks back and sees red eyes watching them. The next day my grandpa and uncle head over to the house, grandpa verified that all around the house there were bare footprints in the sand along with very large coyote tracks. Needless to say my aunt and grandma never went back to that house, my aunt won't even talk about it. I made the mistake of staying up too late and listening to the adults talk. My aunt moved in with my grandparents. My grandma swears, though, that she would see those red eyes at night, stalking on the edge of her property. As far as I know, other people have tried living in Stoddard's house, but leave within a month or two. That whole area is cursed. I always hated going out there. It's an oppressive, evil feeling even at my grandparents. After researching and talking to my Native American friends, I'm fairly certain what my family members had the misfortune of running into was a skinwalker. According to the Native Americans in the area, they frequent burials and graveyards, looting and desecrating the sites. They take pieces of the brains and bodies and grind them into a corpse powder to use in their curses. They're also known to terrorize people away from the areas, like burials and ruins. you guys so much for listening as always don't forget to check out our youtube Uh, just search for nightmare society Um, also uh, follow us over on instagram at nightmare society radio if your podcast app allows you to leave a review we would really appreciate that also don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast and if you feel so inclined, please do share us with your uh, family and friends who might be interested in a podcast like ours. Again, thanks so much for listening and until next time.